97.3 CDFM, it's 18 minutes past the hour. This morning, there's a big question on the table. So, you have a business idea or you have a company you're running. How do you raise money to move it to the next level? For some people, it's just an idea. They have, they have no money at all. And for others, you've been running the business. is doing pretty well. But you need to move it to the next stage. And you would need money. Okay, so in Ghana, we talk about different sources of financing. My guest this morning is... Um, it's a finance man. It's a finance man. He's going to give us some useful insights into the topic raising money for your business. So my guest is Robert Benning. Uh, he has a lot of credentials after his name. Things like uh, APDT. A C F A M S C B A <laughs> Charlie, you are a big man. CFA is chartered financial analyst. Wow, you chatted. And then A P T D. What's that? Associate Professional in Talent Development. Associate Professional in Talent Development. And then you also have MSC, that's Master of Science. That's financial economics or economics and finance. Economics and finance. Is it from financial economics? Yes. It's economics and finance. And then you have M. IOD. Member of the Institute of Directors. And then BA. Bachelor of, of Arts. Arts. Economics. And DIP. DIP is what? Diploma. Diploma Statistics. Hey, this one. Now you're a big man. Diploma in Statistics, BA in Economics, MSc, Economics and Finance. Member IOD. Chartered Financial Analyst. APTD. Robert Benin. So what are you though? Like what, what do you work? Are you a consultant or what? Yeah, I, I mean I work for Temple Advisory. Temple Advisory. Um, I am. I'm the senior advisor at Temple Advisory. So what does Temple Advisory do? Temple Advisory is a talent development and a strategy consultant firm. Okay. Um, our mission is to accelerate transformation of enterprises. Mm-hmm. So we do this by helping them understand the markets that they play in, mm-hmm. um, develop strategies based on that unique understanding of their market. Mm-hmm. And then once you have the strategies, just paper, you need to put people behind, you need to put talent behind the strategy. So. Mm-hmm. I'm also enabling you to um, put people behind the strategy. So overall, you you transform. But before that, you were doing something called Cdynomics. Exactly. What is that? Yes. So um, Cdynomics. Uh, that that's basically the economics of the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because we started out as a pure um, corporate finance firm. Okay. Um, and um, when we started, we realized that there's more to to that. And and particularly uh, with regards to this question, because um, we need to fix the business first before we go raising money. And so we quickly transitioned into Temple Advisory. But we still have the Cydonomics business, which we use to support um, fundraising effort for organizations. So if you're listening and you have a question about finance or money, your business, send it to WhatsApp 054-998-6996. Number again, 054-998-6996. All right, so I, I asked you to come and talk to us about how to raise money for your business. And I, I was thinking two levels. There are people who, look, they just have an idea. They have no money at all. And some people have started and they are now struggling to raise the money. And some have raised the money, but they need to know how to deploy it. So you, you deal with all of that. How are you going to approach the topic? And tell me how you're gonna, what you're going to talk about. So um, I'm going to approach it this way. It's a, it's a big topic. So... Uh, First of all, I would like to dispel some myth. Okay. I mean, around this whole fundraising effort. Okay. And then also, 
get into the realities of the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And once we've we've dealt with those two, we, we identify the big elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. What's the real challenge here? Okay. So that's what we need to solve. Mm. And so um, I will share a general framework for okay. resolving this big challenge. Mm -hmm. And then we go into specific ideas and, and actions. Super. So super. that's, that's so how we'll approach Let's this. talk about the myths then. Yeah, so... Uh, big one, and, and here I need to take a deep breath and, 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 and say this. Huh, most entrepreneurs believe that um, money is not available. Mm -hmm. uh, money is hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, that's a myth. Okay. Yeah, we have money available, and you can easily find money. Is it? Uh, yeah, and I, I can actually back that up with data. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we... In this I mean, Ghana here? Yes, yeah. and across the entire continent. And, and, and definitely, it's good you ask in this Ghana here. I mean, what we believe in is R is equal to G. Your resources are global. Okay. So, uh, I mean, when you, particularly when you want to raise funding for business, it's, it's not only Ghana. Mm. So, I mean, some of the data, and, and we can go on and on and on and on, but I just want to point you to this one. Um tech startups in africa in 2019 raised 2.2 billion us dollars and this is 74 percent year on year growth from 2019. Wow. some of these companies are actually in ghana 10 companies in ghana raised 55 million usd hey. yes yeah, so money is available i mean it comes in various forms i mean we have grants agencies mm -hmm. um we have business plan competitions that are giving money. We have PE firms, local PE firms, global so PE firms is that are private, private equity firms mm -hmm. um, that are in town. We have institutions. Uh, I mean, we, we have government institutions. We have the entire financial ecosystem in Ghana uh, providing that support. So, um, so the, money myth, is, the myth that money is not available is, 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 is what it is, a myth. It's a myth. Money is not hard to find. Money is available. It may not be enough, but there is money available for most businesses if they make the investments we're going to talk about. That's myth because one. Because some, some investments need to be made first before okay. you can attract that, 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 that kind of money we're What's talking about. What's the second myth? The second myth. Um, some of us approach these institutions and we believe that they do not want to give us money. But do they? They really want to give money because they are also in yeah. business and they need to make money. And they can only make money by giving money out. Oh. Financiers play an important role in, in society. They determine which ideas, which innovations get to the market uh -huh. and which ones do not. Uh -huh. And indeed, that ecosystem um, has to be given a critical look, particularly in a developing country like Ghana. Mm. I mean, uh, it's, it's the financing system globally uh -huh. that has made it possible for for you and I to uh, enjoy the services of Uber, on Google, and all of these organizations. Mm -hmm. Think about it if they were not financed at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our lives would have been very different. So they want to give money, but they have had a certain experience. Mm -hmm. They have had a certain experience. They are businesses, they want to make profit, they've given money to entrepreneurs. Uh -huh. Most of the time, They've run heavy losses. I mean, we know the high MPLs in the banking industry. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, for private equity firms, you may have only two of 10 investments performing and eight underperforming. Some funds have actually even collapsed because all the businesses they invested in did not perform. Mm. So for any great investor, you are guided by some few rules. Okay. Rule number one, never lose money. <laughs> and rule number two, never, never forget, forget rule. rule number one. Exactly. <laughs> so they really want to give, they really want to give money. 
Because if you don't give money, I mean, you won't make money. Mm. And so the, 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 the feeling or the view that they, they just don't want to give us money is not true. It's not true. I see. Yeah. Those are the two myths you want to discuss. Yes, that's the third one. That's the third myth. Okay. That's the third myth. Okay. Okay. Sometimes we believe that money is the principal thing and money will unlock everything in our business. Ooh. Um, I say money is just one of the critical resources and it comes in at the end of each milestone to open the door to the next. Hey. So there are some things you, you may have to fix in your business. Mm -hmm. First, before you go searching for money. Mm -hmm. If you don't fix the business, you may go chasing. And sometimes more of these finance people are very polite. Um, and, and they'll just be giving you a simple no. Mm. Because you may be in a business with bad economics, mm. intense competition, low margins. Mm. Nobody's going to finance that business. I mean, they say that when management with reputation for brilliance takes over a business with bad economics, it's the reputation of the business that stays. You need to repeat this. When management with a reputation for brilliance takes, takes over a business with bad economics, yes, it's the reputation of the business that stays. Wow. So, <laughs> so similarly, mm. you cannot achieve any meaningful re returns throwing money at your business with bad economics, no matter how deep your pockets. Wow. So we need to fix the business first. We need to make sure that the business model makes sense. Mm. Once we do that, then money becomes the principal thing. So money is not the principal thing ab initio. Yeah. It becomes the principal thing after certain things are done. Exactly. I say it comes in at the end of each milestone to open the door to the next milestone. Mm. It, that's, that's very important. Money is not the principal thing. Yeah. Wow. These are heavy sayings. So, so th those are the three myths I, I would like us to dispel. I see. Yeah. Very interesting. We're talking to Robert Benning, who is a, uh, I don't know, financial guru. <laughs> for as long as I've known him, he's my finance guy. And he's talking about how to raise money for your business. Send your questions to 054-998699. It's a quick summary of what he said so far. He started by dispelling myths. The first myth is that there's no money. It gives us an equation, R is equal to G. It means that your resources are global. And that he says in Africa last year alone, tech startups raised 2.2 billion US dollars. 10 Ghanaian started tech companies got $55 million. So there's money. Number two, the second myth is that institutions don't want to give us money. That's not true. They can only make money by giving you money. The catch is that they've spent money and lost it. So for every PE firm, some of two out of 10 of their, only two out of 10 of their investments go well. So they are very cautious who to give money to. And number three, people think money is the principal thing. Money is not. Now let's move quickly now. What's the next point? Yeah, so now we need to um, acknowledge the realities of the entrepreneur as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that's important. Uh, important for the entrepreneur himself because you need to be aware of, of these realities. And then also for the financing um, companies who, who engage these entrepreneurs. Number one, when you're raising money for any business, there is always uncertainty about the future. Mm -hmm. You may have a brilliant idea. Well, I mean, we know the number of brilliant ideas that die because you never know what happens. Maybe new regulation, mm -hmm. are the better products that come to the market. And so the idea that yesterday was so brilliant, today is no more. Mm. And so that, that's something that entrepreneurs need to acknowledge. Yes, the idea is brilliant. We're praying with you. We're wishing everything will go well, but there is uncertainty about the future. Mm. And that's something we'll talk about because we need to manage and deal with that uncertainty. Okay. That's number one reality. Number two, big one. We have an information gap. Mm. 
because there's information gap about the product and the market that you're in as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. particularly when you're doing something new. Mm. Um, your financiers may not understand your idea. They may not even have the mind to conceptualize what you're talking about. Mm. But this is a new business. Mm. And so we need to um, help our financiers to understand this, this idea. If we don't get over that bridge, then, then money will not, will not, because you have to build that bridge first. Then money can, can flow um, to the business. Mm. Number three, as entrepreneurs, when we start, there is predominance of soft assets. Mm-hmm. In contrast to hard assets, I mean, when you want to finance a business, traditionally you want to make sure there's some equipment, there's some land, these can serve as collateral, and then you finance. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. It's a new software. It's a trade secret. These are soft mm -hmm. assets. You, you don't finance these. So what are you financing? Mm -hmm. and, and so we need to accept these realities, both the entrepreneur and then the financing agency, because there are ways to, to resolve some of so these So you're issues. saying that for a startup, yes. most of your assets are soft. Yeah, soft assets. It's, it's the idea. It's, it's the idea that you have. What's the implication of that? Implication of that is very difficult to finance these soft assets traditionally. I get it. If it's an equipment, if it's a land, we know we can collateralize and we, we can see something tangible. But your idea, your technology may not necessarily be convertible to something unless it takes... It, it becomes a different... It, it becomes real business driving yes. and it's in the marketplace. I get it. And then finally, volatility of financial market conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes uh, the market is just bad, um, general economic conditions. So it's, it's just very difficult to raise money. Um, uh, I mean, so for example... Which, which financial... Or, are you talking about financial market conditions or the economy in general? So for example, if I'm a small entrepreneur, mm. should I be worried about what where inflation is? Should I be looking at the bank's base rate? Do those things affect somebody who started his own car wash company, for example? So, so th that's, that's a good question. We have to move away from thinking that you're a small entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, you're an entrepreneur today. The idea is small. It's going to grow and it's, it will become big. Mm -hmm. If um, the, the idea um, does not have the capacity to achieve a certain skill, mm -hmm. uh, in, in the first place, that's very difficult to finance. Mm -hmm. Then you just have to um, speak to friends and family and, and just get that idea, which is a hobby, just going. But if it's something that is going to market, then we need to start thinking long term and how do we raise money. And so in, in that sense, then we're looking at the entire economy and the financial markets. Mm. And that's when if the economy is bad, um, the financial conditions, market conditions are bad, then it's very difficult to raise money. Mm. So you yeah. should be interested and knowledgeable about financial and economic Conditions exactly, I see. Yeah, so that, that affects appetite for investment. Good. Yeah, and 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 so these four realities mm -hmm. require unique responses. Okay. Um, and here some finance companies mm -hmm. um are able to deal with this, mm -hmm. and some finance companies are also not able to deal with that. Okay. And so some finance companies really have to learn. Great. Um, we do this through staged financing, um, some kind of executive compensation plans mm -hmm. through the corporate governance mechanisms, some screening processes and all of that. And mm -hmm. so that's something that on the on the finance company side, uh, we need to become better at responding to because that, that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. an idea. It's going to grow. And the reality is that we don't have enough information about the market, about the product. We need to learn. We need to find ways of um, stage financing. And, and, and giving milestones and, and supporting the business through. Interesting yeah. stuff. So you've given us four realities 
and the appropriate response. You've also yeah. dispelled three myths. Okay, so now what is the next issue? So here comes the big elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. the, the, the critical information gap. Mm -hmm. You have finance companies that are protecting themselves from losses. They are scared. They've seen this over and over again. They need to make money, so they still want to do deals. Mm -hmm. You have entrepreneurs brimming with ideas and confidence, and, and they have their realities. How do we cross this? Mm -hmm. Let me give you this, this, this scenario. You walk to the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, you may be in pain or you may be healthy. You sit in front of the doctor. He will ask you a, question, a couple of questions, just trying to understand what the situation is. And then he will ask you to go and do some tests. Mm -hmm. um, the test comes back. And, and for any qualified doctor, specialist in that field, um, based on the test, the person will be able to help you. Mm -hmm. And now, now there's some clarity. Um, let me also give you another illustration. And, and remember, we spent some time at Warwick. I had some great friends there. And um, one time I visited this friend. They, they were a family living on campus. Mm -hmm. So um, the dad was a bit um, not, not quite happy. Here, and, and he told me the story. Um, it was a rich family. They funded the account of the daughter. Mm -hmm. So he told me um, the daughter has, a friend has called the doctor the daughter asking for 10,000 pounds. Um, he knows that his daughter will give 10,000 pounds to this friend, um, but the, the, he's not sure. Another friend called for 2,000 um, pounds. That friend hasn't paid yet, but he believes he's going to pay, mm -hmm. but he doesn't trust this, this other friend to pay. So there's a certain information, but there's a credibility issues here. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is making this father come to a conclusion that the first person will pay and then the second person will not pay? Mm -hmm. That has to be bridged. So if it was the father making that decision, the 10,000 pounds will not move. Mm. And so we need to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. Now, let me bring it to business. Mm -hmm. You're an investor. And you, you, we have a business person, an entrepreneur looking for money. Mm -hmm. So brings in this investor. We go to the factory. We look at what's happening. They're brilliant. We have all these machines, people working. And they're happy. They're excited running around. We go mm -hmm. to the market. We see your goods on the market, shops, people selling. We visit. We, we, we do all these visits. Mm -hmm. And then as an investor, I go back to my office. And um, I say, okay, so just, just send me the financial statements, mm -hmm. the lab tests. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. what the doctor will ask. So the, the, the financial statement is the state of your health. <laughs> what the, so, the report is on your, your health. So, so I can um, really make a sense of all that's happening. Mm -hmm. Even though I've visited the factory, I've seen the factory with the machines working, workers happy producing. We've gone to the market, people buying and selling. All that is happening. There's still some gap to be closed. And we need to build that credibility. And what I'm asking for is give me the financial statements. And in most cases, for most businesses, that comes months later. Mm. Um, I mean, this is the time that they go running around finding some accountants, some auditors to prepare something and sign for them. Mm. And this is the problem. The biggest challenge facing many businesses in Ghana is the underinvestment in the finance function. Okay. So when information is needed, there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, in my nearly two decades of work in this industry, from, from entrepreneurs, early startup to big mega companies, I've seen it happen. Mm. 
the it's it's the significant underinvestment in the, the finance, finance function. function. That's what that's the gap we need to close first before before we can get any money. It shows up in our orientation towards the finances of the business. It shows up in the inadequate processes or tools we have for capturing relevant financial and non-financial business information, mm-hmm. the limited capacity for analysis, mm. those who are responsible for the function. Mm-hmm. So many occasions, the, the tools that you, you require to, to do the analysis, the information that you require mm-hmm. to make a decision whether to disperse money or not is not available. That's, that's the challenge we face. Mm. And until we close this gap, it will forever remain an issue. Financing businesses. Because, you see, the first critical role, I mean, of any finance function is to produce financial information that is accurate, that is timely, and to make sure that we have a solid system of internal controls. Mm. We can't do anything else in any business until we get that right. Uh-huh. This is lacking. In most organizations, provide Even, accurate and timely financial information, and to have a robust, a robust system of internal, internal control. control system. This is the job of the finance. This finance. is the this is number one. Without this, we can't do anything else. And that's why you realize that in most um, when the investment takes place, I mean when um, the PFMs, the financing companies, they become confident and mm-hmm. they actually pass on the money. The first thing they do is that they bring in their own. Yeah, their finance guy. <laughs> not, not that they just want to protect the money. No, they just want to make sure they have accurate, timely financial information for decision making. So are you saying that's the lifeblood of the business? That's the lifeblood of the business. Oh, wow. I mean, let, let me give you another example. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch a match today, Premier League. Mm-hmm. You, we end and you see all the stats throwing up. It's an investment they made. Mm-hmm. You can actually tell who covered the most ground on the yes, pitch. Yes. Or it's an investment they made that makes that information available to them for analysis to improve the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're running a business mm. and um, we're, we're, in, we're in half a year mm-hmm. and actually you don't have the, the numbers for the business for 2019, you're sitting in the boardroom. What are you talking about? You're mm. just drinking tea. That's the challenge we face. And this is a cross board. Mm early startups, big corporates, nothing, unsigned accounts. Wow. I mean, um, some time back, one regulator even made an announcement on one of your, your stations uh, and, and, and calling for the companies in the industry to submit their audited accounts. <laughs> so that's, that's the challenge we have. That's number one. Mm. We, we fix that and we need to plan for the business ahead of time. Okay. You don't go looking for money when you need money. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said that it's, we don't have a small entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Every entrepreneur will grow. So right from day one, mm-hmm. you start thinking about how am I going to grow this? How am I going to fund this? Mm. And we think about what, what, what proportions of financing mm-hmm. um, am I going to do this with, with bank loans? Would I need uh, equity, which is patient capital and therefore allows you to um, make the investments that you need to make over time. Mm-hmm. Th- these are the critical issues. Amazing stuff. Night 7.3 CDFM. It's um, 20 minutes to the top of the hour. And we're talking how to raise finance for your company. Myths dispelled, principles under- underlined, or realities revealed. 
and problems being dealt with. The information gap is a major problem. There's also a planning gap. Is that, I know there's two main problems. Yes, that's, information that's gap. That, 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 that. Okay. planning gap and the analysis gap okay. regarding the business. Great. How do you close the information gap? Good. So it's about building credibility. Mm-hmm. Building credibility. I don't even want to use the word transparent. It's, it's about building credibility. So okay. number one, and, and these are straight points, straight shooting. Mm-hmm. You keep proper books of accounts from day one. Mm-hmm. From day one, you need to make that investment. Um, it, it may require a basic um, software, a, a basic process. Mm-hmm. You need to have a finance manager who actually respects and understands this. And it, it should be demanded. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a, a basic process in place that helps us to actually record and to understand what's happening in the business. Mm-hmm. This is provided on a timely basis and it's accurate. So end of month, we know what happened. Um, end of quarter, we know what happened. End of the year, we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Number two, we actually need to make sure we have a robust business model. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's our passions and our ideas, and that's great. But ultimately, if you're going to go to market and to ask for money, then the business must make sense. So we need to fix the business. Okay. Um, what's the proportion of the cost to the revenue? Mm-hmm. Um, what investments are we making? Mm. Who are key suppliers? And, and what partners do we need to, alliances do we need to create just to make sure that this model is tight and we can actually f- follow the flow of money uh, from the beginning till the end. Mm-hmm. Um, number three. Still building credibility, we need to make sure that we have a disciplined governance process. Hey. At what, whatever level, even if you're a small one-man company. Exactly. Disciplined, disciplined governance. governance process. I see. And this is part of finance. And, and this is still correcting and, and investing in the finance system. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want credibility for the business, then at the director level, it's not your spouses and children. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to raise money. This is a new idea. This is a new product. I don't understand. I'm a financier. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for credibility. And I need proxies. So um, I I see that this is a tech startup. Mm -hmm. And you have this gentleman who sits on the board and who has a a lot of um, experience and background in tech Mm -hmm. and is a director. That that gives me some comfort. I I understand what's happening here. Um, discipline governance process, no matter how small the business is, we have a strategy and we have a budget. A budget that is approved by the board. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the, in, I mean, it's a startup. And so things move quickly mm-hmm. and we will keep revising our budget. But it's a disciplined process. Mm. So we, we, we have planned, we have a strategy and we have a budget. Mm-hmm. That's so important. I mean, th- these are the key building blocks for any business mm. um, so that we make sure that the model is right, we're keeping records, we have a disciplined governance process, and so um, the people around the business, that brings credibility, uh, it's strengthened, we have um, an, uh, a strategy in place, we have um, a budget that we're working with, and we're actually going by proper management practices. And, and this helps to close some of the gaps that we have. And then I would like to tackle some specific issues Mm -hmm. um, which come across most of the time when we're dealing with this. Mm -hmm. So number one, 
Um, because you're a small business and, and you're starting, I mean, as an entrepreneur, startup, mm-hmm. you will raise money from friends and family. Okay. That's great. But you need to um, find out what's happening here. Are they giving me money because they think I'm a nuisance and they just want to get rid of me? You, you take this and go and do whatever you like to do. <laughs> or they're actually giving me money because they believe in me and they believe in the idea. Mm-hmm. Because you would always go to market. So you should not be deceived mm-hmm. that because you got money from friends and family, that's a proof of return for the business. That's not the norm, mm-hmm. eventually. And so you need to come to terms with that reality mm-hmm. and, and continue to convince yourself that the business makes sense. Number two, always assume the mind of the financier. Okay. Because you're running a business and you want this business to succeed and to make money. The financier is in the same position. Mm-hmm. Um, the business is that they give money away and they expect money in return. Mm-hmm. And so assume their perspective and think about what are they asking for and how do I convince them and how do I win them over to my side? Mm-hmm. Um, that respect helps you to answer a lot of questions mm. because you begin to check the boxes before they even come in asking those same questions. Um, and then now moving up from early stage a little into growth, mm-hmm. um, this is where you still need to keep a skin in the game. Of course. So some entrepreneurs are, 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 will like to raise money and they want to raise money for themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they want to sell part of their shares. Mm-hmm. Um, the, again, the credibility issues comes up. You may have been running this business for maybe 10 years. You feel you've invested a lot, but it's still um, in early stages because you haven't really skilled that much mm-hmm. and you are now looking for money. When you get to that stage, that is not the time to be asking to cash out. Mm-hmm. So, Because as a financier, I, I want to make sure that I'm not going to put $2 million in this business. Give you $1 million. Once I give $1 million, I know you have other ideas and all the passion and energy. And I mean, it's diverted from the business and now you're thinking about how do I spend this money? So I want to make sure that for the first few years, you're still invested. Mm-hmm. And so these become deal breakers mm-hmm. when... when when um, we've, as entrepreneurs, we've done about three, four, five years down the line and we think we have a great business and want to raise money. That's you should one. still keep your skin in the game still to keep, keep your... the financier interested. Exactly. Because if he feels you want to check out to use his money as your escape route, he won't give you... No, no, no. That's, that becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then another big one, valuation. Mm. Valuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been successful. We've been running the business for a while. It's, it's profitable. And then we come up with some ridiculous... Based on, I, I didn't use that word. <laughs> no, a lot of them do. Based on some speculative forecast. And, and the data is also out there. Uh, because we what, do, with, what do, value, what do uh, comp, um, valuers, is that the word they use? People who do company valuation. Yeah. What do they look out for? It's all, it's all based on cash flow. Okay. It's all based on cash flow. Because at the end of this, it's money I'm putting in the business and it's money I will take out. Mm. I'm not going to take your product. I'll take money out. Mm-hmm. So it's based on the size of the cash flow, mm-hmm. the timing of the cash flow, when it will come in, and the risk associated with the cash flow. Okay. This is what we convert into various formulas and we use to do the valuation. Okay. But essentially, if I give you $100 million today, mm-hmm. in 10 years' time, what will be the size of the cash flow available at the time? Mm-hmm. And what, what's the risk associated with this cash flow coming through? Mm-hmm. And, and, and on the basis of that, we do these valuations. So mm. we need to make sure that that is right. And, and we've seen a lot of examples. Mm. Um, there are companies that um, 
have done these huge forecasts, have valuations, and now you look back and they have not even delivered 50% of the revenues they projected. Do you know, so, I mean, and as finance people, we, we've seen this. Investors have seen this. Mm. And so, uh, sometimes that becomes a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. uh, the entrepreneur is, is at X amount and the financier is at X minus 30%. <laughs> and we're unable to clarify. Mm. I mean, I must also admit that in some few instances, the valuations are low. You know, too, low. too low. I mean, I've had the opportunity to be in a room on the side of an entrepreneur and then just showing up. Mm -hmm. um, the other people on the on the on the other side realize that no, this can happen because this person has showed up and you understand what's going on, mm -hmm. and and the values change change differently. But most of the time, the deal breaker is that the valuations are, are just not uh, realistic, realistic mm -hmm. and and that um, takes it away. And then another one, which I've I, I've mentioned already, and just to explain that a bit more, mm -hmm. we wait till when we need money, and then we put ourselves in a weaker position. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you need money badly today for um, whatever, growth or expansion, uh, particularly when um, there is competition, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's, that's tough. And so you go in and sometimes it, it works against you because mm -hmm. really, um, if you need it badly, then the financier will be calling the shots. That's why we need to invest in the finance function. We, we have uh, our books in order. We're planning for the future. Mm -hmm. And we, we work on some of these things ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So number one, practical ideas from day one, this is a big business. Mm -hmm. You may be an entrepreneur, but this is a big business. And you always have to think about how do I go to market? Good. The fact that an angel has given you money mm. does not prove that the business makes money. <laughs> so you still have to ask yourself, did they give me this money just to... Um, silence me and just push me away and all the wahala I'm giving them or really <laughs> uh, this idea in yeah believe in the idea mm -hmm. and then keep your skin in the game mm -hmm. assume mm -hmm. the mind of the financier um, let's let's be fair in our in our valuations and we should not wait till we need money we have lots of questions coming through for our guests Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six, and these are practical conversations about raising money for your business. And I like the way you started by sort of going through the basics, dispelling the myths, dealing with some of the realities, and then helping us to bridge the gaps that we face. Sister Jeffrey, please. I heard your guest say he works on talent management. I'm a stand-up comedian and an actor. How can he help me, comedian major? <laughs> did, did you say you were in talent management? No, you said you are a certified talent management practitioner or something talent development talent development not talent management development. development yes okay is that so do you do you sign up do we sign up for a course or you do programs yes yeah, so we, we run uh, in talent development with a couple of things it's about learning it's about performance management so we, we work with uh, individuals and organizations to develop it, the people yes, that they work so, with. So, comedy, yes. I get, yeah, so it's a lot. Of, when you say talent in the HR sense, a lot of people yeah. think I'm talented in comedy. That's uh, true, uh, that's but the point is you're talking, you come to CTFM and you take our newsroom and yeah. you help them get to the next level. Exactly. That's talent development. Building competencies and helping them do the things they do really exactly. well. Exactly. That's yeah. what he means. Yeah. But anyway, you can yeah, so get we, in touch. We can, yeah, we can get... We Good can morning, Bernard. I operate a shop and my rent is due. I have 10,000 cities in investments which I get returns of 400 cities a month. My dilemma is, do I go for a loan to pay rent or disinvest to pay the rent? 
Ooh. <laughs> it's a serious one. Yeah, that's 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 a great question. Um, so ten thousand investment, you get um four hundred uh, uh, monthly. So um, th this is um one um, percent every month. Um, I, we don't know what will be the terms of the loan. Um, if you get a loan which will be less than um, one percent a month, then you you take the loan and then keep your so you should compare the ten the, the loan terms and tenor to the, the returns on the investment i get that yeah so whichever is more yeah he doesn't so if and the if the rent and the repayment is more you should yeah. go and use the ten thousand to yeah. pay great and let me take this up a little bit okay and this is where we talk about the under investment in the finance function because if this is a big business mm -hmm. um we 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 have we have tax deductibility of interest payments, which means when you prepare your financial statements, so if this is a corporate entity, um, you will deduct for interest payments and all of that before you apply profit after tax. Mm -hmm. So um, strategically, in, in some cases, uh, we'll say that debt is good. So even though you may have this investment, you will still strategically go and borrow to increase the value of the firm. Because when you borrow, all the interest um, will be deducted and <clears> before you pay your taxes, given a... a, a tax regime and that actually enhances the value of the firm. I so actually think you can you just hire somebody who's done accounting at university or a professional person and talk to him do, make him a consultant to help you maybe once a week just come and spend some time with your books as a beginning before you even hire a full-time person because if you don't have any structures at all you may not have enough money to pay somebody full-time so at least you can get somebody to say okay help me set up or is that not a good idea good idea and I will just um say we should put it this in context. Mm -hmm. um, this is tough to say, but I mean, all the businesses we're talking about, mm -hmm. most of them, the, the finance people, those who are running the finance people are accountants, like you said. Yeah. And we have these gaps. So you just need to make sure that you're, you're, you're employing or hiring the, the right They're right. I get you. I get you. Yeah. There's an accountant and a finance <laughs> yeah. professional. I, I get yeah. that. So, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Bernard, good morning. Ask your guest for me. I want to enter transportation business, but I don't have enough money. Can I go to the car dealer and discuss my business idea with him or look for an investor? Hmm. <laughs> these, are, these are great questions. Um, so... I will say that the car dealer um, is, is your first point of call. I mean, you have to have that discussion um, because then you, you're taking um, what the critical item you need and possibly I believe you, you might have identified even the car that you would like to use. And so you go to the car dealer and, and talk to the car dealer about this. It's only when maybe the car dealer raises the issue of, no, I, I do not want to give this out um, on these terms and I, I want it to be financed, then you go to seek the investor because the investor would also come with the terms and conditions and all of that. So you first go straight to the source. Can and if it doesn't first, work, then, then you go. Yes. Can I get a contact info of your resource person? Thank you. He will leave it before he leaves. Probably his website, email or something. Bernard, in this era, VCs or venture capital people are always looking for exponential growth and their exit. As a startup, which does your resource person advise? bootstrap and own most of the shares or take VC money where this may lead to you losing your startup Kofi Ramos hmm. I mean great question mm -hmm. uh, again it really boils down to what the the, the unique facts are 
Um, we cannot just say Make that. Make a general yeah, answer. I, I, no, because and and here are here are the pointers. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on on the the idea you have and how you want to scale and how quickly. Great. Because if, if it's just a hobby, a lifestyle, then it doesn't matter. But if you have the next Uber mm. and you then just in 12 months, you need another 12 million dollars. Mm. And, and if you can bootstrap that, that's great. But otherwise, you, need you will need external finance. And, and you, need, you need somebody in your corner. That, mm. That's the other thing I need to say. Entrepreneurs actually need finance people in their corner whilst engaging um, with the financiers. Um, so you don't go empty you have somebody with you on your numbers yeah, because I mean, you understand your idea yeah. but you can't explain the numbers to him we do that a lot for 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 most entrepreneurs and Great. it's been super helpful mm. yeah. so i think the point is if you spend money on finance knowledge and finance uh, investing the finance function the returns are more than anything else yeah. because that's actually the lifeblood now vc you may see I, th I think a lot of people listening may not know what vc is venture capital yes venture capital what, what how does venture capital work in one minute yeah so venture capital mostly for early stage uh investment and so um you go to them it's just like any finance agency but they have the appetite for early stage investment so you go to them they look at your business they will have your own due diligence mm. um, they will they will look at the management structure they will look at the governance structure and these are the things we're talking that you should fix before okay. you even go there I have you shouldn't go there with with um, your friends and family as board members i have a quick question so i was talking to somebody who said he's analyzed Ghanaian companies and the type of investments they attract and it's predominantly debt a lot of few Ghanaians go yeah. for equity. Yeah. And he said it's a cultural thing. It's yeah. not it's not a lack of equity opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's more I want to own everything, so yeah. I'll pay you back your, yeah. your just talk briefly about that. Is that the case and why why do we prefer debt to equity? Good question. Cultural mm -hmm. and then also th this the same problem of under investing in the finance function. Mm. That's the biggest problem. That's that's the thing. That's the issue. I I mean I came to this conclusion about four years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you see if you want to do equity, um, then we, we really need to understand the business and let's finance and operate everything. If it's debt, um, if you bring me your house as a collateral and you want 100,000, your house is 200,000, I, I don't know. I get I, it. I, I can so actually, it. also partly because we don't yeah. do the hard work of the no. financing and going to the details. No, but it's not hard work. When you start the business, that's what you do. From number one, you're, from mm. day one, you're mm. keeping the books. Mm. And without that, the business will never grow. So really, the, 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 the limit on the potential of the business mm. is actually determined by the investment you make in the finance bank. How can people get in touch with you? Are you some website, Facebook? Or yeah, so Temple Advisory. Um, Temple, Temple Ad Advisory. Yes, Temple Advisory. TempleAdvisory.com. Oh, it's a website. Uh, TempleAdvisory.com. Yes, yes. Temple What's the Advisory. color of the website? Green, yellow, red, black? Our colors are blue and green, so you, you, so you know you're at the right place yeah, because you can go and appear at some temple. Something no, 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 no. This is templeadvisory.com. Templeadvisory.com. And then we have the learningtemple.com. Oh, so two websites. I mean, the learningtemple.com. Yes, that's more like your yeah, the talent development. Uh, I see. So templeadvisory.com and the, the learning temple. The temple. And my guest is Robert Bennett. We have lots of questions for you. Uh, Adam sends me a message. Bernard, Robert was my mate at Legon Economics. He's a first class product, he's a sharp guy. Adam, I know, I know, I know. He inspired me to go to Warwick University. He's a big man. 